the promise that I issue to you is that by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12, phone lines are open. The number you need is 08456060973. The way it works is this. You almost certainly have something nestling in the back of your brain to which you have failed thus far to find an answer. The little mystery, the question, the conundrum, possibly even a dilemma. But you know that someone else will know the answer. And... uh well, look, if you're familiar with Mystery Hour, you don't need to hear any more. If I were you, I'd, I'd take this advantage, take advantage of this opportunity to grab an early phone line while I explain what's going on to everybody who doesn't know. And in fact, if you hit the numbers now, you will get through. 0845-6060-973 is the number to call. Um, I guess it's the who's, the why's, the when's, the where's, the weathers, the withers and the wherefores. That's how I usually describe it. The best way uh, to draw a comparison would be with the newspaper columns, which invite readers to submit their questions and then other readers take days or weeks or sometimes months to provide answers. This is altogether more interactive and more immediate. In other words, you will get an answer today to whatever question you pose from someone else who is listening. And that is, of course, the point at which I remind you that if you hear somebody else ask a question to which you know the answer, then... You have to ring in. It's, it's, it's a bond of trust. It's a, it's a matter of honour. You have to ring in and provide the answer to the question that somebody else has asked. Uh, five minutes after 12, uh, almost up and running. Uh, there's very little else that I need to explain, except that there are two circumstances in which your question won't get on the board, and in these instances, the management's decision is absolutely final, the management being effectively me and my colleagues, my colleagues and I. Uh, and those two circumstances are... Dullness, if it's a boring question, again, I'm afraid it's very much in the ear of the beholder, but if it's a boring question, you won't get on. If it's a question about motoring, it will almost certainly be adjudged boring. That's just the nature of the beast. And if it's repetitious, in other words, if we've dealt with it relatively recently, if Jones the engineer and I can remember dealing with it, then that counts as repetition. If we can't remember dealing with it, then obviously we won't be chalking it up as repetition, even if it is a repetition, because we can't remember doing it. If you want to get a little bit of a memory jog or a way to... Uh, um, uh, get, get an idea of what sort of things go on. The website has a lovely archive, a, a really lovely archive, lbc.co.uk. Go and see the Mystery Hour archive. And if you enjoy what follows in the coming hour and want to hear more, the great news is that you can now download hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of Mystery Hour. I could have just said Mystery Hours, couldn't I? Via our own website, lbc.co.uk, or via the podcast section on iTunes. And so, with no further ado, Barry's in Erith. Barry, what would you like to say? Oh, good afternoon, James. Hello, Barry. Yeah, I'm, I'm a guy in my middle 70s, mm. and I do enjoy films of bygone years, and just recently I've watched the very young Richard Attenborough in Brief Encounter, right. Brighton Rock in Brighton... Uh, Brief no, Encounter. he's not in Brief Encounter. No, he's Trevor in Brighton, Brighton Rock, yeah, actually. That's Sorry, right. I, well I apologise. No, I've watched you. Brief Encounter recently, the, the original Oliver Twist, Tom Brown's School, and the speech, the sound quality and speech was perfect. But I watched films today or we go i still go to the cinema with my wife yeah. and we're always asking each other what did they say we can't pick up with it with all the modern technology uh, i thought we we're moving forward but the sound quality in the spe- whether it's the actors mumbling i don't know but it's awful so, awful. so i can't I, understand why no i can't either are you sure because the films you describe and the actors you describe are all particularly clipped in their delivery you're, exactly you're right you're absolutely right there 
So if but, you've got Michael Caine, I mean, how do you find Michael Caine? Because he's been making films for a similar length of time. It comes across not too bad. George Clooney is another one. A bit like Marlon Brando, because Marlon Brando used to mumble. We, we know that. Come to me on but my I mean, if, 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 it, if they came across on film like you on radio, I'd have no problem. Right. But um, I don't it, know. I, I, I like the question. I don't know if it will. I mean, it's obviously not your ears, but whether or not it's just the way people no, I've got, speak. I've got good, good ears. <laughs> Clearly, you have. The way people speak has changed, or the way it has indeed. It, it has easily yeah. be that because yeah. I mean, Trevor Howard and is it what's her name, Celia Johnson? Celia Johnson. Yeah. Oh, oh you you've got a good memory. I no, mean, I you're a young it. man still. Mrs. O'Brien to see it. They showed it as as the Valentine's Day film in Richmond last Valentine's that's, Day. That's right. You're absolutely right. And I went yeah. to see it, and I thought this is an odd film for Valentine. Halfway through, I thought this is about a couple who almost had an affair. Exactly. What's that doing on a Valentine's <laughs> Day film? But anyway, I digress, Barry, and the question is on the board. I'm not quite sure whether it's a weather question, a what question, or a why question, but we'll confine it to Barry. Why, why does Barry struggle to make out what is being said in modern films in a way that he doesn't in older films? Is it, is it the actors, or is there a technological explanation? Mary is in Greenford. Mary, question or answer? Question. Go on. And my question is, why is it the body coated in iodine before an operation? You'll find when you've had an operation and you're washing off, there's this kind of brown coating. Yes. Why is it used? If anyone can give me that answer. I, 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 you know what, I'll, I'll give you the money myself if no one can answer that by one o'clock today. Did you not think of asking the nurse or the doctor when you were in hospital? I was too high on morphine. That's a good answer, Mary. Was that before or after the, 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 the operation? After. I'm glad to hear it. Nine minutes after 12, this is LBC 97.3. Mary was too high to ask this question when she was in hospital. Absolutely off her bananas. So could you please tell her why she was covered in iodine for that operation? Alan is in Greenwich. Alan, question or answer? Yeah, hello, James. Hello, um, The English jury system has 12 people. The Scottish system... I understand after watching a television programme, has 15. Why? What's the difference? What television programme were you watching? Taggart? They did a programme where they had a live television camera uh, watching an actual trial. Yes. So um, we, we have 12 and they have 15, but they have... It's a different legal system. I mean, the answer just might be because they do. For example, they've got that not proven verdict, right. haven't they, but which we have But you could still have got. not proven with 12, couldn't you? Yes, but it's a different... They've got... Because they had different roots, their legal systems were born of different courts, I think it, it is, it's just they're different because they are. I, I don't know what answer you're hoping to get. Do you see what I mean? They, they, they've got... Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking 12 good men and true and the Bible and all that sort of is that, stuff Well, that goes 12 with apostles it. in the Bible. I don't think there's any judul, judicial oh, precedent. Right. And the 12 good men and true, uh, 12 angry men, I guess the American model followed the English model rather than... Right. Rather than the Scottish model, so did we had we had courts presumably on both sides of Hadrian's Wall before James the yeah. First came to the throne, and the, the I don't well, I'll find out because you want a historical explanation anyway, even if it yeah, doesn't. I'd, I'd like to, uh, another expert to tell me apart uh, from you. Another expert, sarcasm, Alan, sarcasm. Rebecca is in Battersea. Rebecca, question or answer? A uh, question. Yes. And it, it sounds a bit random, but I wondered why dogs, sort of pet dogs, don't try to eat their owners because. This sounds really disgusting, but the other night I was picking some dry skin off my bird, and the dog ate it. So it obviously thought it was quite nice, like a bit like pork scratching or whatever. Oh, and 
if you had ham in the fridge or whatever, the dog would just straight away eat it or raw chicken or raw sausage or raw bacon. But they never try and eat their owners when they're sitting on the sofa next to them when you've got like a great big raw leg there. It's because you're big and you're alive. No, I know, but they like alive things like rabbits. They're not big. Uh, well, do you not think it's a bit strange? That well, they I mean, the, 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 key, the key word here, Rebecca, if you forgive me for sounding ever so slightly condescending, is probably domesticated, isn't it? What's the difference between yeah. a domesticated animal and a wild animal? No, maybe, maybe. The, the domestic but animals can... don't eat us. But then if we were to shave a bit of ourselves off, they'd eat it. Yes, of course, because probably. that would be dead. Yeah. And if you were, I mean, you're right, this is an odd question, but if you were dead, I'd give it two days before the dog had a nibble. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I always just wondered, Dave. Does that count count as an answer, or are you hoping for someone with a little bit more knowledge to explain it to you? Well, I don't know. Well, no, but also, there's, um, if, if, yeah, no, that could count as an answer, I suppose. But if you were to sort of, yeah. I think you need more. I think you maybe need more. Well, it's just strange. It's just that it's only because... With, with, like, a piece of raw chicken or ham mm. or something like that, you've got... More like pork, I imagine, don't you? <laughs> oh, there goes the phone line. Uh, well, I'll, I'll put it on the list. Maybe we can get a proper... What would it be? An an, what would it be? A biologist? I don't know. An animal behaviourist? Why don't dogs eat humans more? Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Why do Scottish juries have 15 members? Why do you get covered in iodine? When you go for an operation, and why can't Barry hear modern films in the cinema as clearly as he can hear the old-fashioned ones? Paulina is in Mitcham. Paulina, what would you like to say? Question or answer? Hello, I have answer. Oh, splendid. To the cinema question about the sound. Oh, yeah. Well, more likely, some actors actually do have unclear voice. Yes. However, there's certain cinemas, like IMAX, they have preset volume that is sent directly from the producers and they cannot change it. And when the volume is so loud, sometimes it creates the vibrations and it makes the sound slightly unclear. So, uh, uh, do you know, uh, well, what are your qualifications, Paulina? How do you know this? I work in cinema. Fair enough, because actually, uh, Anne and someone else texted to say the sound is just too loud. That's why us oldies can't yeah. hear it so well. Yeah. Confirmed this with projectionist. He told me that they get set volume from the producers and they cannot lower it down. And the worst one is in terms of sound is IMAX. You but should probably stop always. saying that. They'll get cross with me. You can't keep putting people off going to the... I've never been to the IMAX and now, now I'm going off the IMAX. No, no, no. They are the best. However, certain producers give an awfully loud noise that yes. is preset. Normal. There, there was a one movie that was really loud and... We simply couldn't change it. It's you're up on. to the producers. No, you're on. I like it. It's a great answer. It will but just be that it's the volume is set so high that, that, that Barry is sort of picking up the vibrations and what have you, rather yeah. than uh, rather than what happens when he watches the more old-fashioned films where the, where the projectionist will have set the volume himself to, suit, yes, the, to suit the sound system in the cinema. Correct. Boom. Paulina, it has earned you a round of applause. How Thank did that? You. How did that feel? Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> it's twelve fifteen. Twenty minutes after twelve. This is LBC ninety seven point three. Questions looking for answers include: Why are there fifteen people on a Scottish jury and twelve people on an English one? The Mystery Hour archive does yield some answers to the second part of that question: Why are there only twelve jurors? 
Um, I, and I presume there's 15 on a Scottish jury. I didn't think to challenge the, the questioner, but what is the explanation? It's probably just history. Uh, why do you get painted in iodine when you're having an operation? Mary, who asked that question, was, in her own words, far too high to ask the nurse or doctor herself when she found herself in a, in a sort of post-operative stupor. And why don't dogs eat humans? I answered that quite lazily by saying, because humans are big and alive. If they were neither big nor alive, then dogs would eat them. And I think that's probably just true. But I'd like to hear a slightly more expert-sounding uh, response. 0845 973 is the number to call if you can answer any of those. I think we did Barry in the films. Paulina works in a cinema. Good, good answer. It's just the volume that makes um, modern films harder to work out sometimes than the older ones seem to be. Uh, Simon's in Kilburn. Simon, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer. Marvellous. This is to your lady that had a yellow whatever, uh, pre, pre-opt her yellow um, crust. operation. Yes. Um, it's actually not iodine, it's betadine, which is a combination of iodine and povidone, and it's what is used to stop um, any infection being introduced into the wound at the time of the operation. Ah, so it's a topical antiseptic? Yes, it's a topical antiseptic. Qualifications? Uh, topical antiseptic. Qualifications? I'm a podiatrist. Okay. That's a foot doctor. That's it. That's cool. it. Use it all the time. Um, well, and, well, on uh, sort of bunions and things like that? or Well, not only bunions, just on minor wounds. Uh, very useful, long-acting antiseptic. Been using it for 30 years. Blimey. That's about as definitive as it goes. I, mean, it's, I kind of guessed it, it could have worked it out, but to hear it from a medical professional means that it earns this. So, sorry, so, no, oh. no, 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 no. So, look, do you know he's got one job, Simon Jones, the engineer? He's got one job during this hour. All he has to do is press the button when I give him the sign for the mystery hour round of applause. Mm. And did you uh, did you count that pause then? That would you get no, away with that I, in I, surgery? Very good. I've been waiting years for this. I know, and, and well, he's making you wait a little bit longer. But if you <laughs> if you were hanging around like that in surgery, you'd be you'd be laughed off the ward, wouldn't you? We definitely would. Let's try that again. Oh, brilliant. That's more like it. Thank you, Jones. Thank you, Simon. David's in the City of London. Question or answer, David? I wonder if you can cope with another question. Yeah, we need a few. Come on. All right. Let's go for this one. I've been wanting to ask this for a while. I actually heard your programme a little while ago, and I thought, oh, this is an ideal one, because it confuses me. Hmm. Um, If we uh, go back a few years, you remember there's lots and lots of car ads, you know, and it was uh, about uh, how good... uh, I can't mention the company. Yeah, you how can. G- you mention what you want. All oh, right. How good Goodyear's tyres were. Over <gasps> the you can't mention tires. Goodyear. <laughs> Go on, carry on. And how good they were. And, you know, it always was splashing through some puddle somewhere and, you know, etc. Yeah. And what they were obviously trying to tell us is water is bad uh, on roads, particularly with yeah. speed. Well, let me just take a, a tangential view at this and yes. say, well, why is it then? Yeah. when you're opening a plastic bag, that you always wet your fingers to try and open it easier. So you're, this is a relation between plastic stroke rubber friction and water? Yeah. Why can't you just open a plastic bag with your ah, fingers? Why do you know? I don't them? know, because the skin is not, is not a tyre. Well, it's as good as. It's, it's not, got though. fingerprints on it. Yeah, it, nah, but it, it, it's oily. So you think that saliva... Presuming you do wet it with your tongue. Um, Mate, the things I owned up to in the last <laughs> hour, that's the least of my worries. Yes, 
like that. Um, <laughs> it's the oil on the fingers that you're um, you think? removing, and that's what makes it just temporarily more grippy, so you can open a... If you rolled your own cigarettes, do you ever roll your own cigarettes? No, I don't like... A friend of mine who rolls his own cigarettes can't roll cigarettes very well after washing his hands. Well, well, well. Because, the, the, oddly, the, the grip is is less in that case. He needs the oil on his hands to get a grip on an absorbent paper like that, but not on a plastic paper that doesn't absorb. The oil would help you slip rather than grip. So the the tyre companies weren't sending us a, a line there? Uh, to be fair, it was highly unlikely, wasn't it? That, that, <laughs> that, that, that I mean, since the history of motor cars, they'd been conning us into believing that tyres on wet roads were slippier than tyres on dry roads. With every Formula One team, driver, commentator and journalist also part to party to this grand deception. You never know. It's got to be, fi- it's, it's, it's finger oil, for want of a better word. Give yourself a clap. Do you know, I think I will. Well Thank you, David. Nice question, though. Freddie's in Edgeware. Freddie, question or answer? Um, question. Well, I did have an answer for the cinema question. That's already gone, so oh. I'll go for my question instead. Good man. Um, in your own time, in your own time, Freddie. <laughs> Sorry, a sharp intake of breath so I didn't snort and spit out some sputum. Because um, oh, this thing about spit is when you get... No, 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 give us the question. Give us the question. The question in point. Like, there, there was, many years ago, somewhere in central London, at least I am pretty certain it is in a series of hexagonal stones. It must probably be in a touristy part of London where the hexagonal stones are named with... Uh, are, stamped with name of capital city, a compass point, and a figure, X number of hundred or thousand miles in any given direction. Right. Now, I've been trying to find out where that is for absolutely ages. And it only came to light again because the BBC building's new billion-pound HQ has got paving stones with capital city names, which reminded me of my old question. Yeah. Um, they obviously wouldn't know. Yeah, I, but, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up a little. So you're not sure they existed, but you want to know where they were. They definitely existed. I'm not sure where. Right. But you saw them. a long time ago. But I saw them. And, and were, they all, were, were they all over the place? Or, or were they... You're talking... yeah, there was a little cluster of... A cluster of stones. hexagonal stones somewhere containing the... A bit like they've got the signposts at Land's End. Cities, yes. 4,000 miles to Lima or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Something... And... A, 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 a number yeah. in mileage saying that direction. Okay. Now, I'm trying to remember where that was. I know. When you that said. was. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Thank you very much, Mr. James. You're very welcome, Mr. Freddie. It's 12.27, Lee's in Kent. Lee, question or answer? Good uh, morning, Carl. I'm trying to answer that question. Yeah, go on. Prawns, James. Prawns? Prawns, yeah. Prawns. I've got a fondness for prawns, and most yeah. weekends I go to a seafood store and I get a couple of pints of shell on prawns. Yeah. And when you peel them and you eat the prawns, they're really nice. They're pretty chewy and tough, and they've got a bit of purchase in them. Yeah. But when you go to a supermarket, and, but mind you, these prawns have always been frozen, even if you buy them in the seafood stalls in, say, uh, Hastings or somewhere like that. But when you go to a supermarket and you buy peeled prawns that are also frozen, when you eat those... There's no purchase to them, there's no chewiness, and they're all sort of soggy and no, mushy, not. really. Yeah, they are. They're, no, they're you know, there's not. A, there's a complete difference between from eating shell on prawns 
to prawns that you, you can buy. They're, 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 they're soft. They're softer, but they're not m- m- completely without a bit of gear. Yeah, not completely without. So, what, they're, what's they're, the question? Well, why are they so? Why are they sort of chewy and a lot of purchase when they've been frozen in their shells? Obviously, it's got something to do with it being frozen in their shells. And why is there hardly any purchase on them when they've been frozen out of their shells? Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're on. Do you know one of the first ever Mystery Hour questions was about how they get the shells off prawns? And I got stopped in Chiswick High Road by the gentleman who rang in to answer it. About three years after he rang in to answer it, because he'd work, they have these little miniature high pressure hoses, and you put the prawn on the miniature high pressure hose, and it shoots either the shell off or the prawn off, and, and that wasn't what you wanted to know, was it? Lee? Oh, well, when they peel them for the bags, you mean? Yeah, when they, you know, they'd like, you've got a production line shelling prawns, yeah, they do it with. With high-powered hoses. He was a lovely bloke. And, and you, oddly, when you were talking then, you reminded me of someone else who said hello the other day, who I forgot to say hello to. A very nice young man called Lawrence, who's a waiter at the hut on the beach in um, Isle of Wight, the Isle of Wight, where I was at the weekend. He's absolutely brilliant. I had a pint of prawns there. That's why I mention it. And, and so I'm sitting in the Isle of Wight with my baseball cap and shades on, because I've got that sort of complexion. Mrs. O'Brien is, is giving me a bit of an earache about something, and this cool young waiter comes over and says, oh, by the way, I love your show. And I just thought, oh, yes, get in. We've even reached the Isle of Wight. And today we had a call from Poland. All of that inspired by a question about prawns. Why are frozen ones in shells firmer than frozen ones without? It's 12.30. LBC 97.3 Call 0845 6060 Text 84850 Tweet at LBC 973 This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien 31 minutes after 12 This is LBC 97.3 uh, Miss Jack continues. We've done the iodine. We've done the films. Why don't dogs eat humans more? Um, the, the question about juries is interesting. Why do Scottish juries have 15 people on them and British juries, English juries, beg your pardon, only one? Uh, we need a few more questions, I think. John's in East Grinstead. John, question or answer? Uh, question, James. Yes, go on. Um, right, well, a few years ago, I was trying to pop my ears by holding my nose. Yeah. And I discovered that air came out of one of my eyes, my right eye. Um, and I thought, well, that's a bit strange. Um, and when I mentioned it to my girlfriend, she said the same thing happens to her. And, but in her right eye, not in her left, just in her right eye. And my question is, why, is, why does air come out of your eye? And why is it just one? And what's, what's the function, basically? I mean, it must have a function. Why would it, why would it be like that? Well, doesn't this, why does it have to have a function? Well, because, you know... What goes, up must, what goes up must come down. So there's a pipe that takes fluid from your eye to somewhere else and you've blown stuff back yeah. up it by the sounds of it but why why is it just one eye well that i and, mean god yeah. who knows <laughs> is i mean if, if it's a if it's air, how much air could you i mean could you you couldn't inflate a balloon but could you blow a balloon across a table with your eye yeah i mean you can you can feel the air come out so you could you um, reckon you could raise a balloon off a, off a, off a flat surface perhaps um <laughs> I haven't tried it, but Why are I mean, you laughing I at it. my question? You've just rung up to tell me you can blow air out of your eye, and you're making me sound like the strange one. Well, yeah, I might try the balloon thing later, but I'm just um, trying to get an idea of how much air pressure there is. Yeah, not it depends how much uh, you blow, really. But you wouldn't want to do it too hard because you might damage your ears. Well, I guess. Yeah, well, your um, eye, mate. I'd be more worried about your eye than your ears. Yeah, 
if you're if you're saying it's a tube that something to do with the eyes, oh, don't pay I any mean, attention should... to what I say. I make it up as I go yeah. along. <laughs> But, I mean, it must have a function. There must so, be a reason for it. I suppose what I'm trying to do is frame the question a little bit. I, so yeah. what you're asking is, why can you blow air out of your eye? Exactly. And, and why just come? one eye? Well, you don't know why that just it's just one, one eye. That's just you. It might well, be no, other people you... can do it out their left eye. It's just you and your girlfriend. It's not... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's what you true. call it's scientific. Same, yeah. It's not peer-reviewed no, research, <laughs> is it? It's, no, it wouldn't pass the Ben Goldacre bad science test. No. <laughs> no. I <laughs> find out. Why can John blow air out of his eye? And is it normal that he can only blow it out of one eye? Oh eight four five. I can't blow air out of any of my any of my either of my eyes. Oh eight four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number to call. I like that. Um, I don't know quite that I've ever heard of that before. Have you? John's in Cranbrook. John, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer for you. Yes. Uh, the dogs. It's the dogs. quite simple. Is that um, if you're sitting there next to them or for whatever reason, you're the alpha male or alpha female. Uh, dogs are basically wild animals, and you're head of the pack um they wouldn't dare attack you while you're alive uh, obviously if you're giving them bits of your skin then you're you're actually giving them food yeah, and right. they accept I that i didn't like that bit of the and question it, and that's head. well you know if you died then yeah you would find but how many alphas then, can there be because let's like, say so there's a family of four is that, they well all... i've got five then you'll find if you actually study them there's always a there's always a a, 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 a pact in uh, there's the lowest one and they go in order yeah, so um, why don't they eat any humans? I can understand why they don't eat um, the number one, the numero reason, uno, the yeah. alpha human. It's the same thing. You know, on the whole, they see us as being, you know, we are bigger than them, and they do see us as being the alpha, even if we're not attached to them or we're not part of the family. They see us as, you know, an alpha. And that's what we mean by domesticated in a way. So you yeah, could, yeah. A, a dog, a, a big dog that had grown in the wild probably would go for us. Oh, totally right. You know, this is why wolves, you know, will mm. uh, now and again attack because, you know, dogs are basically wolves, but they've not been domesticated. So when I and said it's because you're big and you're alive, I, I probably deserved the round of applause that you're now trying you to nick off me. <laughs> you did indeed, but yeah. I just wanted to sort of put it in, in a little bit more uh, way that you, you know, people understand. Well, what are yeah. your qualifications? Uh, I've got five dogs with me and my partner. Um, I work as a supervisor at Crisis is Christmas looking after the dogs, and I work for two dog magazines freelance. That'll do. Yeah, OK. Uh, Caroline said, well done, John, good work. I was going to say something slightly inappropriate then, but I stopped myself just in time. I was going to say that answer was the dogs. Caroline is in Bounds Green. Caroline, question or answer? Hi, James. Um, I've got a question. Yes. Um, how come you can be sitting in the garden, blazing sunshine, and then you get a thunderstorm, and within minutes, the whole garden's covered with snails? What are you confused by? What's the mystery? Well, they don't, they don't run very fast, do they? They're really slow. <laughs> oh, so where do they come from so quickly? <laughs> oh, well, they've just been... I see what... They've been hiding. Haven't they? They've yeah, been they, under they, a leaf they, or under a rock or something, and they've just popped out. So well, they're, no, probably no, only, got... they're, they're probably only two inches away from their own hiding place. Well, I've got big paved stones with hardly any plants around it, and suddenly they're just there. Maybe they've been dropped. I noticed that the other day. Have they been dropped from, <laughs> from above? <I'd... laughs> no, I don't mean so. <laughs> but you've got, you've got, how many pots have you got on your paving stones? Oh, I don't know, six? Ah, there you go. That's where they've come from. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. I know a lot about snails. Well... All right, then. Well, you okay. don't sound convinced. Where did, where, give me a better well, answer. No, of course, not, the snails I'm, are there I'm, all the time, but when it's wet, <laughs> they can move faster because it's wet. Same reason you lick your fingers okay. when you're opening a plastic bag. And there you go. It's, it's, it's you know... It's... OK, I'm, I'm not 100% convinced, but... No, well, I won't take I'll, the round I'll... of applause unless you are, so I will leave it on the board, then. Why, why, do okay, snails, why do snails come out so quickly after it's rained? Great. 
Thank That's, you, James. No, you're well. You don't know anything about people blowing air out of their eyes, do you, Caroline? Why do you? Uh, no, I don't. Sorry. All right. No, can't help you with that one. Carry on. Paul's in Holland Park. Paul, question or answer? Answer. Carry on. Hello. It was Hello. in connection with one of your previous callers about the uh, hexagonal stones. Freddie. Right. They're not, if they're still there, that is, they're not very far away from where you are at LBC. Spooky. They are in... Oh, what's that place now? Um, Leicester Square. Are they? Uh, ne- yes, near to where the old Swiss Centre used to be. I'm talking about 15 years ago. I was walking down there with a group of friends, and I chanced to come uh, on the pavement area. You know that open sort of piazza thing that's going on? Yeah. Uh, uh, a whole bunch of them, and they're all sort of connected together, and they're distances in miles and kilometres uh, two different parts of the world, somewhere in South America, I somewhere... I remember uh, it now. Do you remember oh, it? I do, it was, yes, it was That's directly opposite. I don't opposite. know if it's still there, Well, actually. the Swiss centre's gone. Well, maybe they've gone too. <laughs> it's a hotel now, or, or the, uh, the M&M... You know there's an entire shop dedicated to M&M sweets in, in Leicester Square? I've heard about it, but it's not... It's quite not, the not, most bizarre... Not, not. It's called M&M World. It's quite the most bizarre thing, and all it sells is M&Ms. How you can ever build an entire... It'd be like, could you imagine when we were kids, if they'd had minstrel world? Well, this would have been a world of opportunities for us, wouldn't it? You but might be I, right. I think, I think it's not there anymore, is it? Let there. me check. All my colleagues would have walked past there in the last 24 hours. Do you remember seeing that in the last 24 hours? I don't think it's there anymore. Uh, it's completely one... rebuilt a couple of years ago, Leicester Square, so that's probably where they, where they went. Right. One thing, James. You I'm... were talking about oh, steady. people... You were talking about air through people's eyes. I was. I knew a friend of the awful party trick. He'd gulp some milk and blow as hard as possible. and actually squirt through both of his eyes. Thanks for that, Paul. Sorry. No, that's fine, mate. If I, you know, takes all sorts. But you've earned a round of applause. Not for, the, not for the grisly anecdote. Thank you. For the hexagonal stone story. I remember it now that you mention it. Rachel's in Wadhurst. Rachel, question or answer? Question. How old are you, Rachel? Eight. You've got me into terrible trouble. Do you know that? Because mm-hmm. my daughter is seven, and she said, can I ring Mystery Hour today? And I said no, and now she's going to be listening, and she's going to have heard an eight-year-old ring in, and she's going to be really cross with me. Mm. It's my fault, actually, not yours. I should have said yes, shouldn't I? Daddies should always say yes to their little girls when they yeah. ask for something. I think you're right. What's your question, Rachel? If the Queen committed a crime, would she go to prison? That's brilliant. Do you think she should? What's your view? Well, I think I don't know because she had to rule the. La- she'd have to do all her stuff she needs to do. Yes. But then it she, she'd have to go to prison, so she couldn't do any more crimes. That's very true. I, she was like a serial offender or something like that. So if the Queen committed a crime, would she go to prison? That is a lovely question. How, how did you think that one up? How long have you been thinking about that? Um, it just came into my head a few days ago. Well, here we are to get you an answer. I hope we can get you an answer. You won't be cross with me if we don't, will you? No. I'll do my very best for you, Rachel, and thank you very much for the question. So, if the Queen committed a crime, would she go to prison? It's a, it's a brilliant question, actually. It's 12.41. Pat's in Westminster. Pat, how old, how old are you, Pat? I'm... 52, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks for ringing in. What's your question or answer? I got, I've got an answer why you can blow air through your eyes. Carry on. Um, you've got uh, little drain tubes at the bottom of your eyes which lead onto the back of your throat for yes. draining away your tears. Yes. 
Um, uh, so if you hold your nose, you're just forcing air back up them. And that's why some people can do it with milk and some people can do it with smoke. Exactly. Is there any sense in the... Theoretically, you can do it out of both, and the, and the reason why your man could only do it out of one will be something to do with what's going on in his head rather than anything that would apply I to everybody. It's probably the path of least resistance for the nearest one. And you blow your nose when you're... Yeah, of course it will be, the, the one that's nearest, probably. But you blow your yeah, nose when you're crying as well. It's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Qualifications, Pat? I had one blocked one time, so my eye kept watering up, and I had to go and get an injection, and you could feel it coming down the back of your throat. Oh, well, I did ask. Yeah. So you had a blocked <laughs> tear duct? Yeah. Ooh. That's why it's... Oh. it's uh, I mean, that, that was the downside. This is the silver lining. Exactly. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. I like that. Great answer. Uh, and and you would it apply equally to both eyes, but there's a you know there's not enough air to go from both or something. I don't know. Alan's in Ashford. Alan, question or answer? It's a question. Yes. It it goes like this. Um, on, it, I thought about this back in the last summer during the Jubilee and stuff like that. And they were saying about some of the boats on the cavalcade on mm. the the, the uh, procession yeah. that they'd been rebuilt and they were. Um, you know, like this is the like they love the catasark, yeah. They want as always the catasark. Well, now it's been it's virtually had every panel replaced. So the question is, at what point does a uh, something old become a replica <laughs> from repairs? <laughs> this is Trigger's broom, isn't it? From Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. <laughs> he got an he got an award for people who don't remember that episode. Trigger got a, an award for having the same broom for 20 years and he'd replaced the the handle 14 times and the head eight times but it was still yeah. was it still the same broom i ah uh, well i don't know i mean it's, it's the same with a car you know people say oh this is an original car yes you know, it's an original mini well, well i've replaced both the wings and the bonnet the boat the new wheels it's got a new subframe but I, I think if you started yeah but, yeah but you started with an original it's never going to be a replica if, if you didn't start do you see? So a replica, you can't yeah. start... So I think it's it's the original, but it's 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 never going to be a replica if it started off being the original, even if there's nothing of the original left, because it's a constant evolution. It's a constant updating. No? But, yeah, I suppose. It's just I, I went to a, me- a meeting thing the other week about uh, uh, an aeroplane that was brought up from the Goodwin Sands. Yeah. And they were talking... They talked about Spitfires then, and apparently if you can get an original VIN number off one of the, the beams of a, uh, an aeroplane, um, you can then have one built, and it will be called, you know, it's like a, a, you know, a classic. It's not a, it's not a replica. It'll be an original. Oh, you've lost me now. Because you've got that one VIN number. Oh, okay. You have an original VIN number. Yes. Yeah, well, no, ah, so it will be in the record books as an existing Spitfire rather yeah. than one created from scratch for yeah, modernity. Yeah. I don't know that there's a proper question here, Alan. It's fascinating, but what would the, so at what point does something become a rebel? I don't think it ever does. Right. I suppose we've answered our same question, really. If you've actually built it from scratch... Yeah, then it's, it's a replica. replica. Yeah. And any part, as long as you had one part of it, it can be classed as an original. Well, I don't think this has ever happened before, but I think you've just earned a round of applause for answering your own question. Yeah. Well, good. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hey. you go. There you go. That's not a replica either. That's the real McCoy. God, double whammy. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
It's 12.48, you're listening to Mystery Hour with me, James O'Brien, on LBC 97.3. We need to get an answer for Rachel. She wants to know whether the Queen will go to jail. Will she be sent to jail if she commits a crime? And we still need to find out why, where snails come from so quickly after it rains. I didn't understand the question initially, but of course it's the speed with which they appear while they are traditionally so slow-moving. And why do... Sh- it's something for everyone here. Why do prawns frozen in the shell retain a, a, um, a, what would you call it, retain a bite to them that is absent from prawns that are frozen unshelled. If you can answer any of those, 0845 6060973. Libby is in Chiswick. Libby, question or answer? That question. Oh. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's, I knew this was going to happen. What's your question? How many flies are there in the world? How many flies are there in the world? Yes. Crikey, how many do you think there might be? Ten, 100,040. That's quite... You, you got 100,000. What about your sister? Has she got any ideas about how many flies there might be in the world? Yes. How many flies are there in the world? No, it's a <laughs> How many flies are there in the world? Nine. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll we'll try and get you an answer, and I will talk to your mother later. Take care, and do what you're told for the rest of the day. It's 12.50. Wait till your father gets home. 0845 if you can tell that young genius how many flies there are in the world. How would we ever find out, I wonder? Martin is in Tottenham. Martin, question or answer? Uh, question, James. We're not related, are we? No, 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 but well, I'm a little bit distracted after all that. Yeah, you and me both, mate. Quick, do you, you take over. What's your question? <laughs> Uh, one of my nephews, he, he asked me a question the other day, and I've, I've had to stall on the answer for it because I weren't quite sure. <laughs> Go on. Um, what is the point of vegetables? <laughs> I like that his, sounds stupid I like his style. Yeah, go on. Because you've got fruits. The plant produces a fruit because it's got seeds in it. So when it passes through, you spread the seed on. But vegetables, that doesn't happen. So what is the point? And it can't be a freebie. Well, they are seeds themselves. But you, once you eat it, you mash it up, and apart from the occasional corn... No, uh, no, but that's evolution, isn't it? The fact that you eat it means that you also sow it. So the crop survives because it's edible. Yeah, but it does not... No, not with vegetables, though, because not, there isn't no seed that comes out the other end. Well, not, no, not with us. No, but the, you... You grow them. I mean, I haven't it, looked into it. No, in well, don't yet. leave it, leave it, leave uh, it. No, 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 no. I've had enough complaints about the last hour. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the point of it. You're veg- too much here, James. No, I'm so thinking out loud, you cheeky. <laughs> I, the, what's the point of vegetables when the point of fruit is that when you eat them, you, you, you help spread the seeds around later? Yeah, but vegetables, you don't. You don't yeah, but what, I mean, what's that. the point of meat? But there's, no, the point of meat, that's different because. Why? The, anim- the animal isn't, isn't here. For us, it's here trying to survive itself, whereas the plant is producing the seed to try and survive. It's not. Yeah, and it, and it, it survives want, like because the reason why we still have cows is because we eat them, and the reason why we still have cabbages is because we eat them. If we didn't eat them, they'd but be extinct. But that's our reason that we've imposed. The yes. plant isn't yes. the plant like a tree. An apple tree doesn't make you eat the tree itself. It produces something else for you to spread uh, on. Uh, listen, it's <laughs> perfectly possible that I'm not getting this, but I. Uh, 
I, yeah, I think it is. I think, I think you're it's not. Too complex no, I, I, th- I think I think I think <laughs> I think you're I think you're out of line. I, I don't think it's a question. See, of course, it's a question. What's the point it's of vegetables? If, yeah, if the plant is just giving it away is without it? trying to pass something on to better its uh, well, how its do rain over the land? How do plants propagate then, if not through seeds? Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. But vegetables, it doesn't seem to do that. What's the point of the vegetable? If it's All right, not I'll, put it, I'll, put it, I'll put it on the board, but I'll tell you what, uh, you're not as clever as the last questioner. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's got a genius dad, I think. That's <laughs> enough now. 12.53, this is LBC 97.3. I, I kind of get the question, but I don't think... I mean, fruit doesn't have to pass through us. If you plant a potato... No, oi, bring him back. He's nonsense. If you plant a potato, you, you grow potatoes. If you plant an apple, you grow apples. What's eating it's got nothing to do with it? Gavin's in Greenwich. Question or answer, Gavin? It's an answer, James. Marvellous. It's um, concerning the Queen going to prison, and, and the answer is she can't. Ever? Because of, well, no, because of, um, in all criminal cases, it's the Queen versus, so you can't have the Queen versus the Queen. You wouldn't have thought so, would you? And the, the, the court service which hear the cases is Her Majesty's court service, and they're designed to make sure that you have a fair trial... So even if it got as far as a prosecution, the courts would be saying you can't have the Queen versus the Queen's not a fair trial and the proceedings would be dismissed. So the Queen can do whatever she wants with impunity? In theory, yes. Oh, I don't it's know. a Crown prosecution service. No, no, I, I, I understand Crown. that. Regina versus O'Brien, Regina versus Jones, Regina versus whatever it may be. You can't have Regina versus Regina. Mm. So there's your answer. But it's just weird. If I was the Queen, I'd try it, wouldn't you? You'd just go out and, I don't know, have a spit in Enfield. Maybe she has. <laughs> what about Charles Charles I? They had to pass a law, did they, in Parliament, presumably, to hold him to account for his perceived crimes? Um, quite possibly. But I would imagine it extends to the rest of the royal family, because there'd be a conflict of interest in every case, because of the familial relations between the prosecution and the accused. Just trying to think of any, any minor royals who've got into trouble. You can think of aristocrats, but you can't think of any actual members of the royal family, not even speeding, mm. off the top of my head. What are your qualifications? I'm a lawyer. Oh, well, that's good. I, I, yeah, I, do you know, I, it's amazing, really, to think. It, you, all this royal enthusiasm that we've been indulging in over the last few days, which has left a slightly unpleasant taste in some people's mouths. The notion that in the 21st century we live in a society where some people are truly above the law is, is quite mm. obnoxious to me. Mm, but nevertheless true. Nevertheless true, and nevertheless deserving of this. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, Mayowa is in Camberwell. Mayowa, question or answer? A question, please, James. Carry on. Hi, um... With the new prince that was just born, I was just wondering, if they're given back to twins or triplets, yeah. how would they decide who will be the king in the future? Easy. Um, and if it, would, it was through Caesarean as well. Oh, now you're being silly. So, first of all, <laughs> it's the first one to come out. It doesn't matter how. It's so, I mean, it sounds a bit grisly, but even with a Caesarean section, you would take one out first that would be the firstborn ergo that would be the monarch yeah it sounds a bit simplistic so you phone me up to ask me how you would decide which of two twins was monarch and when i tell you it's the one that comes out first you accuse me of being simplistic <laughs> yeah 
because... Right. I just wanted to be clear that I I hadn't fallen asleep and started dreaming. That's actually what happened there. You called me simplistic for telling you, in answer to your question, that if two twins had been born in Paddington this week, the one that came out first would have been the monarch, eventually. (laughs) Well, excuse me for being simplistic. James. Yes? Thank you. Okay, it sounds... Well... Okay, I'll take that answer. Oh, well. Thank you. I'll take the round of applause, simplistic or otherwise. Uh, Tim's in Kent. Tim, question or answer? It's the answer, James. Oh, thank goodness. What to? For the chap who just rang about the vegetables. What's, why the, do we vegetables? what's the point of vegetables? <laughs> yes. Uh, the point of vegetables is they do eventually actually go to sea. They're like they any do. plant. Yes. And uh, on a farm I used to work at previously, um, uh, one carrot, would you'd get about 100 seeds if you'd let them grow on, but... Obviously, we eat them before they're um, too overripe, otherwise. And they're, they're, when they've gone to seed, they're more or less inedible. That's right. Absolutely. Which is where the figure of speech going, going to seed comes from. Yes, it but is. It's all beyond its... And when he was making the point about fruit, he was, forgive me, Tim, but he was sounding quite stupid, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, okay. yeah. Excellent. Round of applause for you. Excellent. Good work, Tim. Alex is in Richmond. Question or answer, Alex? It's a serious inquiry. It's an answer. The Crown Prosecution, it, the guy, who, the lawyer who gave you the details of Crown Prosecution, Crown against the Crown, yes. was nearly right. The, the Queen has what, the, what is called Crown immunity from prosecution. Oh, and members of the royal family have been prosecuted in the past. I can remember the Princess Royal getting speeding tickets on, on a motorway. And you're absolutely right. That's what I was trying to remember. Yes, and, and she got yep. her collar felt when her dog attacked a dog in Windsor yep. Great Park yep. as well, and I she think. paid up. So it's just the Queen. The Queen can do whatever she wants. If the Corgis ripped me to shreds and ate my spleen, the Queen would be all right, would she? Yeah, the Queen has crown immunity. I'm not going near any Corgis. In the case of Charles I, I'm pretty sure it was an act of Parliament. Must have been. Um, Do you know the only question we haven't got an answer to this week? How many flies are there in the world? Uh, There's 878 billion. I know that questioner, and she is not going to be so easily duped. Uh, That's it from me for another week. This is LBC 97.3. Another day, I beg your pardon. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. Here's Julia Harley-Brewer.